Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Good morning. Welcome. My name is Eric Hurt, and I'm here with Seven Captives Three, and I'm here with my good friend and brother in Christ, Mike Cleveland. Mike, how are you doing today, brother? Very good, Eric. So good to talk with you today. Amen. And we just really enjoy doing these podcasts. They're a lot of fun for us. And we were just talking about how we could just go on forever. But today, uh, what we're really hoping to show you is um, the way to escape every sin, the way to escape uh, impurity, gluttony, depression, and any sin. And so today I wanted to start with John 3.16, a very well-known passage, probably the most popular passage in all of Scripture. And so I just want to read it here and then make a little comment. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Mike, we were just talking about last last week how we knew this uh, passage. We we knew it. Uh, we could quote it, um, but we never experienced it. Um, and you know what's uh, amazing is what we hear sometimes is, "I believe, and so I've received eternal life." And did you hear what I said? I believe, and so therefore I have eternal life. What we've done here is we've just eliminated the cross from John three sixteen. And so, Mike, what do you think about that? Well, you know, it was more like head knowledge for me. It was more like a trite phrase. What it's become for me is, in verse 16, for God so loved the world. It's like if I tell my wife, Jody, I love you so much. And the reason it's become that for me, Eric, is because I have seen God giving his only son, that is, sending him to a cross to take my sin, to take my punishment, to bear God's wrath in my place. And as you watch that, Eric, it's like God is saying to you, look, Eric, I have so loved you that I gave my son for you. Amen. Yeah, I really love that. And, you know, I love that it it says that he so loved the world and, you know, that he gave his son. Uh, And, you know, it's, he gave the eternal one uh, so that he could come uh, to die on the cross. So, yes, it says that in, we should not perish, but then he came to be put on the criminal's cross, and he perished. The eternal one perished so that he could give us eternal life. That's how much he loved us, Mike. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, and that's why it says whoever believes in him, because this is unbelievable. It's too much. It's too good to be true. And yet it is true that he who is himself eternal life died. And he did so because of the father's love and the son's love and the love of the spirit for us. It's Mm -hmm. a triple love 
that encompasses all who believe. Amen. And so today what we want to do is we want to go back and look at Numbers 21, verses 5 through 9. And we want to see the problem, and then we want to see the solution. And then we're going to come back to and finish up here where we're at right here in John uh, 3, 14 through 17. So, Mike, do you want to read uh, verse 5 there in Numbers 21? Okay, yes. And the background here is that the Israelites are in the wilderness they have left Egypt, their uh, wilderness, they're wandering around in the wilderness. And in verse 5, it says, They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread, there's no water, and we detest this miserable food. And they're talking about manna there, right? Right. Yeah, and so uh, what, are, what are they really saying here? Uh, you know, they're, they're against God and against Moses and against uh, the bread that came down from heaven. Uh, yeah, that bread, that manna that came down from heaven, uh, as we know from John chapter 6, is a picture of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the true bread that has come down from heaven to give life to the world. And so manna was a picture, a type of this uh, of Jesus giving his life and here you see people who are hating that in essence they're hating the gospel right yeah and they they grew impatient uh out in the wilderness they grumbled and then uh you know they loathed uh the food this worthless food uh no food mm. no water and they loathed it uh, this worst worthless food. I could just, I can just hear them. <laughs> uh, just like that um, in my day of captivity, uh, as you could hear me. <laughs> what? Uh, Jesus coming down to die for me. Jesus coming down, you know, so what? What does that, what does that mean to me? And so uh, the connection was never made. It was never by faith. And so we see in verse six, uh, then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. And wow, this is what we see uh, in our own lives as well. Don't we, Mike? Yeah. It's this fiery serpents. Um, when you get bit by the serpent of sin, you're, you are ignited on fire. You're burning with lust or you're, you know, just heated up over, uh, what you desire over cravings of your flesh. Um, and, you know, God sent these snakes among them, Eric, as punishment uh, because they had been complaining. They had, had uh, spoken against God and against his leader, and, and God sent these snakes among them. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to understand that complaining is a sin against God every bit as much as, you know, pick a sin, right? Murder, yeah. um, lying. Um, you know, God punished them for complaining against him. Right. And, you know, it, it really connects to uh, the fact that we've been bitten um, by the fiery serpent of sin and death. And uh, we see here that, that many people of Israel died. They sinned. Uh, they grumbled against God, 
they died. And, um, you know, and that's exactly what we saw and see in the garden. You know, we made that connection, or you did last week, when we were talking about how we basically, uh, we took on the DNA of Adam, the, the first Adam. And uh, the solution uh, was not the second Adam, but the last Adam. And so um, now we see that verse 7, and the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned and we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And isn't it just uh, incredible to see we have the problem, uh, impatience, uh, rejecting the Lord, uh, rejecting the bread from heaven, as you stated, was a a picture of Christ in John chapter 6. Then we have them crying out, you know, and isn't this a critical uh, place to be when we recognize that we've been bit uh, by the curse and death of sin? You know, Eric, there isn't any other way to be free. Uh, hmm. You have to understand your situation. Here we are. You can look out over this valley here that they're in, and you can see people dying. You hear the wailing. You you see them, the snakes running everywhere, biting everybody. There's nothing but death and misery in this camp right now. And to understand, Eric, our situation from the time of our birth is that we too have been bitten by the serpent of sin. And this venom is running completely through our, our system. Uh, we're going to die from it. And, and we have to say, Lord, <laughs> I confess. And I've been involved in sin. And I know it's grievous to you. And Lord, I come to you right now and confess my sin. And I'm asking you for help. Hmm. Yeah, and he always provides the solution, as we see all through Scripture, Mike. All through types and shadows and stories, the Lord is always trying to show us and tell us that he is the solution. And, and we see that just as we saw uh, last week um, as we're baptized in his death. And it's something that, that he has done. It is the work of Christ crucified for us uh, so that, you know, he's always providing the solution and he's trying to beat the drum throughout scripture that, that I sent my son for you. And this is the solution for sin, for death, the curse, and for the snake bite of sin. Because if you get bit by a fiery serpent, it, it is sure death. Like you said, there has to be an antidote. Without yeah. an antidote, that's it. Yeah, well, I'm very eager to hear what the solution was here because I'm quite sure he's going to tell us to cut the place where the snake bit us and suck out the venom, or maybe we're <laughs> going to need to go to Mount Sinai Medical Center, you know, and find the anti-venom. We've got to do something, Eric. What are we supposed to do? Let's read verse 8. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. Wait a minute. <laughs> Just look and live? Wait, what what am I supposed to do here, Eric? Well, Mike, you're supposed to believe exactly what you just heard. Uh if oh, you're wait, bit wait wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mr. Hurt. I don't think you understand my condition. <laughs> I'm really I've got a bad problem here. 
Uh, I don't think you really understand how deep my issue goes. Uh, I've, I've been bitten by a serpent and I'm dying. Do you understand? Well, I think I do, uh, Mike, because I've been bitten by the curse of sin and I was uh, dead as well. So I completely understand that there was, but there was a solution for me. And the same solution that was for me is for you. And that is by faith, we are looking at the serpent on the pole. And, you know, so uh, in verse nine, Moses, so Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So Mike, we have a choice. Are we, are we looking to live? Or are we going to not believe what the solution and the antidote that the Lord gave us? So let me get this straight. Here I am dying because of this snake bite. Moses has put a pole up with a snake on it, and I'm invited to turn and look at that pole. That's it? <laughs> That's it, brother. And the reason is, is because Jesus became sin. Jesus became a curse. He's the one that was lifted up on the pole for us. And by faith, we look at Jesus Christ becoming our sin, who became sin for us. He Whoever is hung on a tree is under a curse. So he became that curse for us. He died so we could live. Isn't that amazing? It's just amazing. Now as we go back, we want to go back to John 3 now and pick it right back up, Mike, um, in verse 14. And we're going to see how this all comes together by faith. And so verse 14, John 3, 14 says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, are we seeing the connection? I see. So, just like Moses brought the solution for the snake-bitten Israelites in the form of a pole that was lifted up, so Jesus would come and go to the cross, and he would be lifted up. And just like the people were cured of the snake bite when they turned and looked. So we today believe that Jesus became sin for me, that he suffered in my place, that he's there taking my punishment. And as I put faith in that message, I am healed from my snake bite of sin and I live forever. That's exactly right. You know, it's not just looking at for God so loved the world. This is, this is the reason, this is the whole point. For God so loved, as you said earlier, that he gave. Love gave a, uh, a substitute. There had to be a substitute. And so this substitute stepped in. Uh, this substitute is our cure. Uh, this substitute gives us a new heart and a new life and makes those that are heading towards death it and lifts them up as we said last week up and out of your sin it gives you a new heart and puts a new spirit in you and so this is the only antidote for whatever sin that anyone listening might be tra trapped in uh, might be a slave to we look to the cross and we see jesus dying 
And, and this is the antidote. This is the only antidote. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing I can do. Uh, there's nothing we have to work. There's no programs. By faith, we look to Christ taking our sin, becoming our curse. And it's just a beautiful thing to see, isn't it, Mike? It's so beautiful. And you know, Eric, there are probably people in that day, back in the, the day of the snake bite, who heard the message, turn, just turn and look, and you'll be cured, you'll live. And they might have mocked. Um, you know, that's too simple. You Give me a break. I, I have a real problem here, as I was kind of playing along with you there. Um, and, yeah. and, and so they might have, have laughed and scoffed and mocked and died. But there were those who believed God's word that when Moses said, turn and look, they did. And they were healed. And, and Eric, so let's make this practical for a minute. Let's say for just as an example, there is someone who is struggling with, and I can pick anything here. I'm going to pick my struggle, which overeating, for example. And I was so heavy. And, uh, and so what does the world tell me to do? It tells me to focus on the food. I got to combine food differently. I have to, to look at which kind of carbs and protein and fats, and I got to look at my macros, and I got to track my weight, and I got to, what is all that doing? It's focusing me on the problem. Yes. And so every day I track more things and I count more steps and I weigh myself and I'm looking at the food and I'm parsing every carb. And, and all that's doing is keeping me in bondage. What am I supposed to do here, Eric? <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, the more that we focus on, can you imagine if the Israelites would have focused uh, just on the sneak bite? If they were so focused on the snake bite and didn't uh, follow by just looking up, uh, they would have died, Mike. And, yeah. and, and so, uh, like you said, we, we don't focus on the sin. Focusing on the sin uh, keeps us sinking. Uh, focusing on the antidote sets us free. Yes, and, and so, so the key then, the absolute key, and which is what you started with this morning, is where we are focused, what is consuming our vision. And so God gave his son, and Christ went to the cross, and he shed his blood. He was nailed there, Eric. He, you know, look at him. Look at the crown of thorns put upon him and pressed down on top of him. He's bleeding from head to foot. He's suffering. He's in agony. He says, I thirst. And all the while, he's ministering to people around him. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Son, here's your mother. Mother, take your son. And he's, he's giving himself to the people around him, and he's giving himself to the world. And the way that you and I are to be free is to focus right there. Just look. Just look at the cross. Raise your eyes up to that pole and look at him becoming sin for you. And yes. isn't that an amazing solution, brother? That really is an amazing solution. And I'm so thankful that this passage was structured this way where it was so connected to the Old Testament story there, mm. bitten by the serpent, because it really puts John 3.16 back in its proper place. 
Because when we look at John 3.16, we're thinking about ourselves receiving eternal life. Oh, we're focused right on ourselves again. It takes the focus right off the cross and right on me. Oh, man, that was a close one. Boy, I almost perished. Uh, but, but, but thank God I have eternal life. Yes, I believe. Mike, I believe. Sure, I believe. Hey, I'm going to heaven. Whew. Man, I escaped uh, certain death. But, but that's the wrong focus. The focus is God so loved, like we started with, that he gave, that he crucified, that he pierced, that whoever believes this message, this Jesus, that you crucified, this is the message we must believe, Mike, that he was perished. The eternal one gave us eternal life because he was pierced for our transgressions. And, you know, just looking at the word pierced there in John 3.16, it's to away from. It, it is to destroy. Uh, it's to cut off entirely and violently, completely perish. This is what happened in John 3.16. This is why God gave his only son to die so that we could live. That is such a powerful message. Verse 17 states it negatively. For God did not give his son, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Eric, Jesus was condemned in your place. Listener, you're hearing our voices right now. Jesus was condemned in your place. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for you, no matter what you've done, no matter how long you've done it, no matter how deep you've been in it, no, no matter what anybody else thinks of you, God did not send his son into the world to condemn you. No, you are now free from condemnation because Jesus was condemned in your place. Jesus was given to save the world, and the way he did that is through perishing in your place. Amen. Listen, friends, if you've been bitten by the stink bite of sin, which we all have, all of us have been bitten by the snake bite of sin. We hope that you've heard the solution very clear today, starting with John 3.16. And, and maybe this verse uh, has, maybe you've seen it in a different light today. And so, Mike, do you have any last uh, closing comments? And then could you pray us out today, brother? Absolutely. Look up, friend. Look up. You, you, what sin does is it focuses you downward and inward. And you get so consumed by your sin that all you can see is how wrong you've been and how uh, you have failed and how you're condemned. No, sir. No, ma'am. Look up at the cross. And as you do so, you will discover that venom of sin was taken out of you and put into Jesus. And he died, and you live. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you right now so thankful that you loved us. You so loved us. Lord, the listener is here today, and they need to hear that you so loved them. But you didn't just stay up there and say, I love you. Lord, you came down in the body, in a human body, to suffer. You came to bleed. You came to perish, that we might have eternal life. Lord, help us to never look at John 3.16 the same way again. Lord, help us to see the perishing son in that verse, verse that we might live forever. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.